Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my normal ice cream cake. And um, yeah, so one of the things that I note, one of the things that I note about cannabis is that um, there's a certain type of self-awareness that it helps you see. And that's one that is um, a little disconnected. Guapo, good boy. Little disconnected, sorry, I'm walking my dog and we're going by a house with this uh, lady that's got a dog that likes to come out and play. And I'm trying to make him feel comfortable here. And you know, that's sort of what I'm wanting to talk about is that what cannabis helped me do is sort of get a little bit comfortable with myself because I just always felt so uptight. I always felt so anxious. Ah, guapo. Guapo. Okay, so this is a good test. This is a squirrel. That's his favorite. Guapo. Come here. Up, 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 up. Stay. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Hold on. He has to get a treat for that. You know, and I wonder how much I'm like this pooch, right? Like, I lived in a... Uh, environment between school, church, and home where there wasn't a whole lot of uh, people assuming that good things were going to happen. It was always like the sky is falling. And because of that, I carry this posture where I am sort of subconsciously cowering the whole time. I have all this pain in my neck and shoulders and it's because literally uh, when I sleep, I'm folding my arms up in front of me and hunching my shoulders as if I was on the ground getting kicked by a gang. And it's almost like I can't do it. I, I, I can't stop doing it rather. I can't just lay on my back and feel comfortable. I have to cross my legs. I have to you know, roll over onto my side and curl up to protect my gut. And I got to cross my arms and tuck in my hands even. Like, you know what it reminds me of is um, there is a, an image that I saw once of uh, Pompeii. Is that the country? I have such terrible memory about things like that. But the country where a volcano destroyed the... Uh, destroy the city and kind of preserved everything. Guapo, no. Good boy. And I, I just remember this picture of a human body kind of curled up. Um, and it's, that's exactly how I sleep. This person who just knew death was coming. The, the position you take as a human, where you're afraid that death is coming and pain and hurt, I live in that posture. I, um, yeah, when I sleep, it's a real protective curl up kind of thing. And not even, um, man, as I'm talking about this, I'm getting, I'm feeling all this anxiety in my chest. But I'm even tightened up, I'm even stressed out as if 
um, that gang around me, they were trying to, uh, you know, they were trying to pull my arms apart and my feet apart. Um, just, just to hurt me. Uh, I never really noticed that until today that not only do I curl up, but I, I try to interlock my ankles so that it's one unit. Uh, I do the same thing with my hands. And as I'm explaining it, I am feeling all this incredible anxiety on my body. Like that's really messed up. And that's what's helped me get to this place of having a really good yoga practice, having a a self-awareness with my emotions that I've never really had before. Not my emotions, but my actual feelings. Oh, I want to talk about that one day and I'm afraid I'll forget. But there's a big difference between feelings and emotions. Emotions are just labels that we put on certain feelings and assign value of good or bad, hurt or harm, or help. And I feel like in my life, all of this awareness, all of this self-awareness of just, you know, Lord, what are you saying to my heart? That's something that, boy, and I hope you guys can hear me okay with all this traffic. Um, you know what? I just realized what happened. They lifted the quarantine. And I started this podcast in the middle of the quarantine when I didn't have morning traffic noise. Anyway, really quickly to sum it up. Um, we have a very difficult time understanding the relationship between our consciousness, the thing, when you say, I want to be a architect, a nurse, I want to be a person that travels a lot. I want to be a, the thing you're talking about in that sense, it's not your body. It's like your identity goes and does something. That, connecting that part, understanding what that part is, and then connecting it to the body part, which is part of it also. I think exactly what the Bible means. When the Bible talks about us being created in God's image. I believe that what the Bible is talking about is that we are a consciousness. We are an awareness. We have intentions. We have preferences. And we have a recognition of ourselves so that we can say, I am, like there's an I. And we're made in God's image because God, that's exactly what God is, is consciousness itself, existence itself. And since it was hard to understand 
see, this is me hypothesizing now, but God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, that was done. This field of energy that was just consciousness, like picture your consciousness, picture your, what does a memory look like? Put a memory in a, in a white box, a white gift box. What does a memory look like? That's what God looks like. What does show, measure out one ounce of love. What does that look like? That's what God looks like. That's when you think about God. That's what you should be thinking of. When you think about yourself, really, the part that you care the most about should be that part of you also, the invisible part. You use this body to serve your will. What happens is a lot of us get into a place, and this is what I think the Bible calls sin, where you focus so much on your body on your flesh, on the outward actions of things that you never focus on the inward thing that is you. Like if you got a body transplant, let's say there's some technology and you can get transplanted into, they clone your body. So here you are conscious and you're looking at this unliving, unconscious thing that's the 20 year old version of you. You're that fit or whatever time you prefer in your life, right? But you just picture that perfect time you can get, you can go right back to that body. Mine would probably be my junior or senior year in high school. Or in college, you know, skateboarding. And just pretty agile. So somebody duplicates my body, puts me in a Xeroxmatic, of the future and and I am sitting there staring at this other body and then they transfer my mind they transfer my I would say my brain but there's already a brain a younger brain in that body without a stroke in it I want that that's a big part of the reason I want that body because I had a stroke so you know in heaven and earth and, and in heaven we've hit this biblical story of getting a new body So what moves from this body to that one? That is the thing that, that is the thing that all religion talks about and tries to define and understand. And when I talk to scientific atheists and they say, well, prove to me this thing exists. I'm like, I already did. We started a conversation and we have different perspectives. That is what I'm talking about. If it were just science and the truth and it made perfect sense, why wouldn't we all just understand it? How is it that, you know, a grass blade, a blade of grass seems to know when it should grow and when it should die? A bird seems to know how to do its bird nesty shit, whatever birds do. What do they do when they're not building nests and eating? This is the question. This is the thing that we're trying to figure out in religion. So when you show me, when you show me, Mr. Science, Mr. 
angry atheist because you, the people in your life that were religious were dicks. And I get it. Mine, you know, my life too. But I'm not pouting about it. I also met religious people that were really, really cool, really loving and generous. They always seem different than the church people. Godlier yet irreligious. What did they connect to? When you die and your body gets cremated and your soul is watching it happen, what is watching if you're a Christian? That, by the way, is always what the Bible is talking about with being saved or being ourselves or to identify with something. That's always the thing that we are supposed to identify with. Yet we don't. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. This is Guabo. Yep. Hey, Guapo. Give me five, buddy. Good job. Yeah, I've only had him about a week. Nice. <laughs> yep. Did you rescue him? Yeah. Good for you. We rescued our last dog. Excellent. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, man. Well, I got to get rolling. I'm on a phone call. He, he, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'll see you some other time, though. We'll say hi and introduce ourselves. Yeah. Have a good day, brother. You know, I've really noticed also as I um, enter this new phase of my life, this awareness that there's this God evidence and uh, God essence inside of me that is in other people too. It really does make you love your neighbor as yourself because you go, oh, look, there's another person with questions and fears and wants and desires and frustrations and maybe even maybe even real hurt and and in uh, anger and in incredible fear and a, a hope that just seems broken i think that's understanding what is feeling that that sensation and i don't mean the body part i don't mean the tight chest and the uh, uh I don't mean the tight chest and the, um, Guapo, stop it. Heal. Morning. Uh, yeah, I don't mean the tight chest and the sweaty palms and those feelings. I mean like the emotional part. It's not a physical sensation, right? Like I assume, and maybe that's what's going on with a lot of, um, like really harsh scientific atheists what might be going on is that they just their feeling center is you know like a Maslow's hierarchy of I'm sorry not Maslow but in um, the Myers-Briggs it tries to identify how and where you process information it can be feelings or thinking and I am a thinking person, and I recognize the other day there's a lot of feelings I don't even understand in myself. So they come out, my feelings come out as thoughts or images in my brain. But the other thing is that because I don't understand my feelings a lot of times, my, my brain tries to take care of it logically. Like, man, you have a lot of fear, bro. I'll tell you what, let me... Uh, 
I know that when we're scared, we're supposed to curl up like this. Like you don't even recognize the fear, but I'm feeling it. So we're going to tense up. We're going to kind of hold our breath. We're going to be in that, you know, heightened state. Good boy, Guapo. We're going to be in that heightened state of awareness for danger. Just I'll keep you there since you can't pick up on the room, dude. That's what it feels like to be me. And it, it takes a lot of discipline to stop. You have to meditate. You got to slow down and not be distracted by other stuff in order to be aware of that. Like where, just feel a feeling. Focus on your breath. Is your breath shallow or deep? You know, when you focus on your breath, you're paying attention. That also controls your heart rate. It controls your, um, uh, the oxygen levels in your blood. I mean, it controls, no level. It controls things. And there's feelings attached to it. Are you aware of those feelings? All right, I'm, this is really good, but I know I kind of went all over the place. But, um, you know, this is what it's like for me on my walks in the morning. I have this kind of like weird morning uh, awareness. And, and it came to me, most of this, oh, please stop, buddy. Most of this awareness comes from cannabis. And it is very difficult to put into words. You guys are hearing my very first draft. You're hearing the thought often appear in my mind for the first time. But that kind of thing happens to me all the time. It's very difficult to organize all the thoughts. And I'm discovering that now as well. Um, cannabis helped me slow down enough to wonder who, what is it that I am offering to God when I offer my life to God? What, what am I offering? Well, it was a, it was a lot more, it's kind of like when you rent a car and you return it and there's like, you know, Doritos all over the ground and a bunch of bags and an empty Coke cup and, uh, you know, a, a McDonald's bag and a French fry. It's just like, you know, that's not cool. Even worse, if you borrow your friend's car and he gave it to you clean and you brought it back with an empty tank of gas and pretty good shape and you bring it back like all trashed and, you know, the, the get gas now light is on. That's what we do with our bodies with God. Because we don't pay attention to it, we're unaware. And being present with yourself is where you start to discover yourself and you realize that your body is just a tool for you. It's a metaphor. Just like this whole world. Like, of course God created it because before there was a universe... There was nothing but this awareness field that we call God, this consciousness that wanted to express itself, but there wasn't even anything there. So how do you express yourself? Put your put yourself in a place. Imagine a place where there's literally no up and down, left or right. There's no dimension. There's no space. Like it's, it's an oxymoronic sentence. You can't put yourself in a place that has no space. Place. So imagine there not being any space. There's no time. All, every second is the same second. Every moment is the same moment. Even as they pass, they're somehow still the same. Whatever that means. 
There's no time. There's no space. There's no before. There's no after. There's no nothing because God is perfect and unchanging, just perfect awareness. And in order to have an experience, he created all this stuff and just said, let's just make something move. And then there's, and then when we do that, there has to, there has Guapo, come here, good boy, come up, Guapo, come here. There has to be time in order for that to happen. All right, there's another dog coming, so I got to go. But this is like Guapo doesn't understand why he's barking. Like I can see he, he lunges for this other dog and then he turns and looks at me like, what do I do? And as long as he's just got an awareness that I'm here, Guapo, hey, come here, come here. As long as he focuses on me, he's not scared anymore. But when he takes his eyes off of me, he gets really scared. Good boy, Guapo. Now the dog's running and chasing a ball, so he's getting he's getting anxious. Um, this is how we are, man. We're a lot like this dog. We don't know why we're all excited. We don't know what we should look at. Should I be scared? Should I, you know, do I protect the master? Do I protect things? Do I go engage and get some fun out of it? We are unaware. And what religion does, all religion calls us to awareness. Awareness of different things, granted, but awareness. All right, that's it. Peace out.